Welcome to the Ordinary Investors Podcast with your hosts, Sean and Leah Baker. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're here with uh, Roy Cleves. Roy is a, uh, a broker. He is a uh, real estate team owner. He's an investor and he's also an author. Uh, Roy, tell us a little bit more about yourself. And uh, if you can, can you bring us uh, to the beginning of your investing journey? Yes, for sure. Thank you, Sean. So it kind of all started with my brother-in-law uh, many years ago, uh, probably like 22 years ago. And what happened is he, he said to me, uh, please come to this investment seminar with me on investing in real estate with zero down. And I said, sure, that'd be great. Well, the next thing you know, we decided we'd try and make some money together. And we, we uh, you know, put our, our funds together that we had and we didn't have a lot. But we were able to buy a triplex with um, $5,000 back then. And that's uh, the way we started. And actually, my investing uh, career got off to a bad start because I actually put in the wrong tenants. I put in ones that ended up having a fire, didn't pay the rent. And so we actually had to rebuild the place. Um, and during this whole time while this was happening, we kind of decided, you know what, let's get our real estate licenses. So both of us ended up getting a real estate license and we just kind of focused then on, you know, selling real estate because at that time we had such an issue with our very first investment. But I got to tell you, my real estate career is what actually led to get me to invest again because I had a client who, um, you know, had purchased one with me and this condo that they purchased, they just couldn't quite uh, afford it in terms of the down payment at the time. And they said to me, Roy, you know what, if you'll rent it to us for a year, we'll have enough money then to uh, purchase it then. And these people were in their fifties, a lovely couple. And I just said, you know what, I, I'll do that. Well, I ended up holding that same property for 13 years because the next year, of course, they didn't have the money. And they said, you know what, we're happy renting. And I said, you know what, I'm happy being a landlord again. Because I kind of took a break after that first one, after a fire and everything. I mean, you know, often you'll hear the stories of uh, how, how you can have a, a difficulty when you have a bad tenant. And the key is to get a good tenant. But once you know what you're doing, or if you use a professional service that'll help get you the right tenants, then you'll have a great experience. And that's kind of the way the rest of my uh, journey went. So after that, I, I kept buying kind of one property a year and I was buying them um, brand new. And, you know, it was interesting because uh, the, the very first one that I bought brand new, I just put it for rent on Kijiji and uh, the very first person that applied happened to be someone that I know it was a fellow real estate agent that was just going through a divorce. And I was so pleased that it was someone that I knew. And she was so pleased because she was afraid she'd get a creepy landlord. And you know, two years later, she actually bought the house from me at a profit. And I was, I was hooked, right? I started buying uh, just regularly as I could afford it. And it's surprising, you know, sometimes you can afford more than you think you can, right? 
because I thought at one time the most I could ever have is five homes. And of course, I'm, I'm well past that now. And, you know, as I went along in my journey, what I found is I got to the point where I couldn't get any more residential mortgages. And it's simply because they would say, well, Mr. Cleaves, you know, your credit's excellent. Your income's excellent. Uh, all of your properties have equity in them and you have a positive cash flow. However, the bank just does not have an appetite for any more residential mortgages for you. And I was like stuck, well, what, what do I do now, right? And eventually what happened is I ran into a commercial um, mortgage broker who uh, said to me, well, you know what? We can actually look at your portfolio because after the first three, I started putting them into a company name. And, and that's something you want to talk to your accountant about, but I found it's the best way to go because in a company name, when I do sell one, first I pay less tax uh, than if it's just in a personal name. Secondly, if I don't sell it and I want to leave it for my kids, uh, they can continue to keep the company running as fellow owners of the company. So there's a lot of reasons to uh, switch to a company name. It also helped me though for these commercial mortgages because they looked at my portfolio and said, well, all of these homes are in this company name. What we can do is start to lend you based on this company and the cash flow that this company has. So now they no longer looked at me and said, oh, you've got too many residential mortgages. They now looked at the portfolio and said, okay, based on your cash flow and your equity, we're able to give you a mortgage. So that was a, a wonderful thing that allowed me to continue to buy more properties. And uh, then after that, uh, what happened is I met uh, some business partners. So along the way, you know, you'll run into other people that are investing and you'll have uh, a like mind. And uh, one of those people uh, was uh, a guy named Benjamin May, who was a realtor on my team. And what he was able to do is he was able to find deals. He actually moved to Nova Scotia and he would uh, bring opportunities in Nova Scotia, not only to buy, uh, properties that are already established, but also now to build some properties. So actually I'm building uh, properties there in Nova Scotia, as well as um, him and I bought, um, what was it, 21 units together for roughly $4 million at the time. And we had worked out such a deal that we were able to buy it with $300,000 down. So, you know, you got to look outside the box and you got to um, look for a deal that you can put together and figure out how to get that financed. Uh, and then that's how you can continue to grow. And uh, one of the interesting things that I'm doing now, uh, fast forwarding to current time, is I'm building a 3D house, um, with, sorry, a house, well, I call it the 3D house. It's a, a house that's built from a 3D uh, printer. So the, the whole the technology is called 3D printing. And it's just like what you would have from the, you know, when you print with plastic, uh, you know, they have these 3D printers for your home that'll print a little thing in plastic for you in 3D. Well, this extrudes concrete and creates the frame for the house, all the walls on the outside. So it's a, it's a really neat concept. And the idea is that it's faster because we can complete a house uh, within a week for those walls now we still have to do plumbing the roof and all the extras so it still may take you know three months in total however 
the actual frame uh, of, the, of the walls is done within a week and it costs less. So this can help us do some affordable housing. The company that we're uh, working with on that is a company called Apiscor out of uh, the States, spelled A-P-I-S, the second word C-O-R. They have an amazing technology where this portable printer can come to the site with the special mix of concrete and print the walls. So I'm doing that with a partner of mine named Thomas Wong, and we're actually uh, gonna build that one in Melbourne, Florida. And the reason we chose there is because that's where the head office is for Apis Corps. So that way they can be very helpful to us and, and be right there uh, to be able to, you know, make sure that we get the approvals we need uh, as far as the uh, building permit and the, any issues we have with the printer, they're able to address right there. So it, it's an interesting time and that's, uh, that's kind of been my journey. That, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And along the lines with the, uh, the 3D printing, and you mentioned uh, affordable housing in there, do you have any goals around that as far as uh, long-term, what, what, uh, what that would look like in the future? Yes, absolutely. Um, what we'd like to do is bring that 3D printing technology to Canada. So that's why we thought, you know, there's a good thing when you're doing something, when you're building, you're doing something physical. And we, we call it the proof of concept, right? So we want to actually work with them to build this house so that we see it firsthand. Um, we're not looking at it on a screen. We're actually there. We watch it get built. We tally up all the numbers. And at the end of the day, we go, here's what we were able to build a house for. And then we look at it and say, how more affordable is this compared to, you know, the, the standard type of building. And then, you know, ideally there'll be enough savings that we can, um, build affordable housing for people. That, that's that is absolutely amazing. I think that's so cool that you're able to build this structure like that and so quickly. It'll be interesting to see if we can bring that to Canada and what that could do for our, our own communities. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. No, you're very welcome. Awesome. Uh, now, Roy, uh, you've got you've gone down many different facets as far as uh, investing. Uh, can you share some of those strategies and, uh, and what you have done uh, in the past? Yeah, I, I've had some interesting uh, strategies and uh, they are available in my book. And thanks for mentioning that I'm an author as well. I wrote the book, uh, The Accidental Real Estate Millionaire. And again, it's really kind of a longer version of my story of um, investing in real estate and partnering up with people and uh, some of the unique, uh, you know, deals that we were able to put together. And I'll just tell you about a couple of them. Um, one of the very interesting ones was the, uh, the one where I first met the commercial broker. Uh, you know, uh, when you tell people that you're an investor in real estate, what happens is people actually bring you opportunities. So another realtor brought me this opportunity uh, to, to purchase a fiveplex in Ingersoll. And, you know, this is when I couldn't get any more uh, mortgages and I didn't know about uh, the commercial mortgage opportunity. And so I, I talked to a mortgage broker and it was that mortgage broker that introduced me um, to the commercial mortgage broker. And I was able to make a package there where I bought this fiveplex for $575,000. The owner was willing to take a three-year vendor take back at 3% per year. 
so that's awesome. Even then, you know, normally it would have been higher than that, but uh, she was willing to do that rate for me. And then the um, mortgage company, they actually provided, the, uh, that, was, that was the 20% down actually was um, at the 3% mortgage. The mortgage company actually put in the other 80%. So I ended up doing a zero down deal. I've now owned that property for three years. I paid off that second mortgage uh, to the original owner. And of course, over those three years, because that was like 2019, end of 2019 when I bought it, you know, it's gone up incredible in value, right? So now it's uh, worth a lot more. And I, I still decided not to remortgage it at this time because I like the cash flow. And even then, the cash flow was approximately uh, $1,200 a month. And now it's about $2,000 a month from that. And I'll tell you uh, another story that was pretty neat, which happened before that one. And it was uh, one of my clients. They wanted to sell their house to me. And I explained to them, unfortunately, you know, I can't get a mortgage right now. But the reason they wanted to do that is because they just wanted to have a little bit of funds. They really only needed about $10,000. And they didn't want to deal with the tenants anymore. So I made a deal with them where we would keep it in their name. I would give them the $10,000 as part of a down payment for a future purchase when I could uh, purchase it. And what happened is uh, I managed it for them for about three years and it, you know, kept going up in value. And actually I eventually sold it for them about three years later and we actually split the increase in value. So it's kind of like, you know, we became a partner and I didn't have to put it in my name. Uh, they kept it in their name. So, there's different ways that you can become an investor when you think outside the box. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic advice. And I love that. Uh, we were talking uh, earlier today about um, uh, even as a first time home buyer, if you're struggling to have that down and you're, you know, you don't, you don't have the cash, but you have um, the income to support, you can carry the property, everything else like that, becoming an, a partner in that with, uh, with somebody else. Right. And, uh, have that person be an equity partner, but fast track your, um, you know, you into home ownership and then uh, be able to capitalize on that opportunity, right? So just thinking outside of the box, um, that's fantastic advice. Yeah, and it's really once I started to partner with people uh, that I've really been able to grow my portfolio because initially it was just, you know, me and my wife buying one property, right? Buying one other property the next year or that kind of thing. And, you know, that's a slower route yet over time, of course, you end up with a great number of properties and it, it is an excellent way to um, create, you know, a retirement for yourself because uh, these properties will start to cash flow, uh, especially if you set them up that way at the beginning. So they just create more cash flow and as they increase in value over time, you can either refinance them or you can even sell them later at that point and cash out and then use that money for your retirement. Awesome. And uh, if you were to uh, take all of the knowledge that you have today and, uh, and start it all over again, what kind of advice would you have for people? So for people that are just starting out, I think the very first thing that they should do is learn everything that they can about real estate investing. 
And they can learn that by listening to podcasts like exactly listening to your podcast, uh, listening to other seminars, uh, online forums. And then as you learn, you start to understand how you can put a deal together. And as we said, think out of the box as well. And then talk to people, talk to your family, your friends, even other people that you meet at some of these events. And you will find that you will be surprised that someone will step up and help you with your goal. And it, and it might be someone you, you never expected. It could be Uncle Billy who never said boo to you. And then you're talking with him at you know Thanksgiving one year and you're telling him, I'm excited. This is the kind of thing I'm putting together. You know, I'm, I'm not sure how I'm gonna make it work. And you could even say to him, do you know someone that might be interested in working with me on this? And you'd be surprised because Uncle Billy might say, I am. You know, and then there you've created a partnership that's going to help propel you much faster. So I, I would say that's a very good way is to let people know your goals. And then when they offer to help, let them help you. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for uh, sharing that advice. Yeah, my pleasure. Awesome. I especially love that. Sorry, I just can jump in there. Uh, I especially love that about um, learn. That seems to be an overarching theme um, with a lot of investors that, that they're saying, if you were to start over or giving advice to that person who is trying to start their journey, learn, learn, learn. And we are in such a time where you can find information anywhere. You can search it up on the internet. You can watch endless amount of videos and content around this subject um really there's no no barriers i feel like like there was back in the day there's just so yeah. much information now there really is so less barriers because when when i first went to that seminar with my brother-in-law you know the way they started they started as an introductory seminar where it's very inexpensive uh, it might have even been free i don't really remember but then they sell you the next level Right. And the next level back then was 5,000, which was a lot of dollars 23 years ago. Um, however, at the time, you know, I had a business um, that wasn't doing so well. I owned a video store and uh, I was able to take 5,000 from that business and expense it for that course. And I'm so glad I did because it helped get me on the path that I'm on. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, Roy, thanks so much for uh, sharing with us today and uh, sharing the path that you've created and, and uh, uh, some advice with everybody. Um, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, easiest way is to email me. And if um, you want a copy of my book in PDF format, I'll happily email that to you for free as well. And that's kind of got my whole uh, journey written down. So I make that offer as well. Uh, my email is simply my name. Roy Cleaves at gmail.com. So that's R O Y C L E E V E S at gmail.com. Awesome. Fantastic, Roy. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Leah. It was a pleasure. And all the best with the podcast. And I hope to talk to you again real soon. Cheers. We hope that you enjoyed the show today and that we brought you some value. We'd love it if you give some feedback, let us know what you think about the show and what you'd like to hear. And while you're at it, give us a follow so you don't miss out on any further episodes.